Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Aligned Living Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Malawin, and I am so grateful that you are here. Today, I am joined by my friend and yoga teacher, Jen Stanley. So I met Jen at a yoga teacher training a few years ago, and we instantly connected, even online. And it was during this time that I had learned that Jen I believe was in the process of leaving a 15 year career in healthcare to pursue being a yoga teacher full time. So today we are going to talk all about job transitions and this idea of leaving something behind to pursue something new. I'm so excited to have Jen here. Welcome to Jen. How are you doing? Uh, I'm really good. Um, just, I don't know, kind of have some gray and dull weather here today. So have to uh, have to keep things inside today, but that's okay. I'm having a good day. And how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, same here. It's definitely gray and overcast and it feels like Canadian weather is on its way. But I feel like if there's ever a time that I'm grateful for hot yoga in particular, it's this time of year. Oh, Last yeah. night, I went to go teach a class and I was just like in the middle of the afternoon. I was like, I can't wait to go be in the hot room and just be be super warm and yeah, just shake that feeling, that like bone cold feeling that us Canadians can get in our bodies. Yeah. Well, and this is the time of year too. It's like, it's like New Year's when you like make your resolution and go to the gym. It's like once we hit this sort of cold, icky Canadian weather, we're like, oh, it's hot yoga time. And oh my all gosh. of a sudden the numbers shoot up in the studio and classes are full and yeah, it's, it's a really fantastic time of year. Absolutely. I agree. And us teachers love that. Last night I actually had the first sold out class that I have seen probably since the pandemic. So uh, capacity I think was 35 and all of the mats were taken and it was just so great to see so many so people amazing. in the hot room again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you today about really your career. And, you know, as I mentioned, you and I connected a few years ago at the yoga teacher training, but I think we've really stayed connected and, you know, continued to bond over this thing, which is making a a big career change. And Mm -hmm. so you had a 15 year career in healthcare. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what this career was and what initially drew you into the healthcare kind of world? Yeah, so it actually, even predating the healthcare part, um, it's interesting because I was, I forget if it was one of your podcasts or something that would be written about where you had sort of said like you'd had jobs where you'd spent about a year and then you'd kind of move on to another job and another job. Um, and that out of university was exactly what I had been doing. So I was kind of involved in sort of office administration type work. Um, but at the same, I was like, I'd be there for about a year, year and a half. I'd be like, oh, it's okay, time to do something different, time to do something different through boredom or whatever the situation was. Um, so, you know, my it was actually, I think my husband and I had kind of been talking about like, you know, what do I actually want to do with my life? Um, and I, the idea of helping people. Um, so getting into healthcare, because the, the work that you do, whether it's a hospital, a doctor's office or anything like the, the things that you do matter very specifically to somebody rather than a corporation or a bottom line, the work that you do is for an actual human person that needs you. Um, so that's kind of what got me into it. So when I was in my 
thirties, mid thirties, I went back um, and took a college course in medical transcription. Um, and then I did an online course uh, for ward clerk, which is like a, a business clerk, a floor clerk um, in hospitals. So I took those two courses simultaneously and then started working in the hospital on the wards. Um, so yeah, I went back to school as, you know, an, an adult, um, which is also its own scary thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, right out of school, just very luckily kind of landed myself in a, in a position in a hospital in Hamilton uh, and started working from there. And then um, ended up just meeting people through the hospital and transitioned from a hospital setting into um, McMaster into an office setting, still working though in healthcare. Um, and then the last nine years of my job, I was actually with pediatric genetics in uh, McMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, um, which was which was really great. That's amazing, and I feel like. Kind of what you said there at the beginning, healthcare being a helping profession, I think that makes a lot of sense given where you are now as a full-time yoga teacher, because I know for so many yoga teachers, it really is about helping other people heal, right? It's it's in a different way, but I think the the intention is still the same. So I'm certainly not, mm-hmm. not surprised to hear that this is where you've found yourself and where you've landed. And then also what you were saying about going back to school, like in your mid thirties and making a big change then, like what that tells me about you as an individual is that you are really growth minded and you're willing to take risks and make big changes to go after what you want. And I think, you know, it's really easy for a lot of people to be like, I want X, Y, and Z, but then to do what's actually required of them to get that thing is very scary. Like Mm -hmm. going back to school as an adult is a scary thing to do. Like you value your time and your money differently. Um, We know that most of the people in traditional education systems do tend to be younger. So there's that whole thing too. And um, I think it was just really brave of you to go back to school first in your 30s and then also make this more recent change. And I actually didn't know that you were in like more of an administrative clerking role because that's actually very similar to what I did. Like I went back to school to be a paralegal and then I worked as a law clerk for a year at a law firm yeah. before getting my job with Moto. And um Yeah, it's like, I think for some people, they might not see how those skills are aligned, but there's a lot of transferable skills, especially when you're running your own business and you're doing all of your own admin and taking care of all all of your own paychecks and taxes and logistical (laughs) side of stuff. So uh, there's, there's always transferable skills. Oh, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like everything that I did each step of the way, even the, the jobs that were like the one year jobs before I left, there's still something that I learned in each and every one of those situations, something, you know, some of it was maybe um, about the paperworky side. Some of it was maybe human behavior and interaction. Like there's something to take from everything that you do. Um, it's never a waste of time because you're just sort of putting all these things in your, in your little basket of, of things that I may need to draw on later. And you know, fortunately, it's it's all things that have helped me along the way. That's amazing. And I think that's so important for people to hear too, like, especially for that person who's feeling lost and like, they don't know what that big thing is or big goal is yet. Like when Jen 
was 35 and going back to school, like she didn't know that doing that would have gotten you to where you are today. Right. Same when I went back to school to be a paralegal, like I had no idea that that would set me up to be where I am now. So nothing's ever a waste. And there's always a lesson to be learned if you're willing to like look for it. Right. Because otherwise it's just like things happen, time passes. uh, We can choose to make meaning out of things or not, but Mm -hmm. I think it's important to take the lessons and, and learn from it really. Yes. So I'm curious then, so you went back to school, you got this job um, in the healthcare industry. Tell me a bit about when you first started to feel like maybe it was time for you to go or maybe even before we touch on that when did teaching yoga become something that you started doing so i started um really getting into yoga um somebody had given me a free class pass to go to a moto class and so um i went at the one time and and kind of came out of it and went geez like i, I really enjoyed this um, it's always an interesting experience going to your first hot yoga class because you have an idea of what hot is in your head when you go, but then you come out of class and you realize, oh, okay, no, like it, they, they mean, they genuinely mean hot. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I felt really good and, and, you know, opened up and stretched out. And, um, so started going to yoga, um, and did notice it really did change me, um, physically, mentally. Um, I used to be a more kind of quick tempered or just easily aggravated um, at situations. And I, I calmed down a lot after I started taking yoga, like to the point where people were actually saying, wow, you're not as, you know, quick about, you know, getting upset about things like you kind of seem to be thinking about it or milling about it a little bit um, more. So, I mean, that was definitely a change. And I mean, physically as well. I mean, you come out, you know, and your skin is glowing and, and, you know, your muscles have been worked and your joints have been opened and it just feels so amazing. Um, yeah. So after maybe two or three years, I think, um, I'd started to think about maybe um, doing like a teacher training or becoming a yoga teacher. Um, but then I kind of like that just sort of stuck in the back of my my mind for a period of time. It was quite a few couple of years, probably more before I actually acted on it. Um, and then... Yeah, I took, so my first actual, my first teacher training wasn't actually with Modo um, because at the time, I think a lot of things just weren't working out for me schedule wise. And at the time when you did Modo training, it was like, pick up your life and go somewhere for a month. Um, That didn't work. I had things in the background going on in my life that it just didn't make it the right choice. So I went to um, a studio in Hamilton that offered a 200 our teacher training, um, did that and then started teaching at studios in Hamilton. Um, so before the pandemic, I think I probably had about 10 studios or so that I was not working necessarily regularly at, but if somebody had a sick call or something like that, I'd go in, some of them were regular. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of from there sort of found myself back at Moto. They were in need of teachers who, um, not necessarily teach moto classes, but they had gentler classes. They were having yin classes. They needed teachers that were able to do those things. And I had the training for it. So I started teaching not as a moto teacher, um, but just sort of as a, as an other teacher. Um, And then 
yeah, from there, um, the, the studio owners just sort of said, you know, hey, if you took the moto training, we could we could use you a lot more. Um, so yeah, so then it just kind of went from there. So my plan had been to do a one of the 30 day trainings, which was in Toronto um, in 2020. And lo and behold, um, little, little pandemic showed up <laughs> and turned everybody's <laughs> lives around. Um, and so then wound up doing uh, an online training, the very first ever Moto online teacher training where we met. So, That's right. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and it's, it's so funny because, you know, it, I do feel a connection with you and yet we've actually never been in the same physical space ever. That's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy, right? <laughs> we're entirely we're entirely internet friends, but yeah. um but it's yeah, it's amazing what you can what you can do, you know, just put your put your hat in the ring and see what happens and it, it was a great experience and then from there I've done flow training and and motocom training and and other trainings and and yeah, it's just it's been a fantastic experience. So um yeah, so just from starting out from that one little free class um you know, this is everything that's happened has happened from that. And I've wound up here and now I teach, you know, 10, 12 classes a week um, between Moto and and um, and McMaster University. Cool. Uh, yeah. So this is where I've landed. <laughs> that's amazing. And I think, too, like, again, hearing about someone's journey can be so helpful. And like what I especially want to highlight for the person that's listening and maybe just starting with their teaching journey is that. What Jen said was at the beginning, you know, she was connected with 10 different yoga studios, right? So at the beginning, if you go to one studio and they say no, one, it's not no forever, it's no for now. And two, one person's no is just one person's no. Like there could be many other yeses out there. And I think oftentimes, and myself too, you know, like I've tried to do something and maybe it hasn't worked out on the first try. And I think we can all have the tendency to take that really quite personally, but like your mission and your goal has to be, has to be bigger and more compelling than one person denying you. Right. Yes. And so I think, again, that's important for yoga teachers to know that it's very irregular for teachers to have one studio and one place that they go for all of their income, right? Like yeah. Jen also mentioned that she teaches yoga classes at McMaster University, which is amazing. Um, and it just allows you to diversify because you really can't put all of your eggs in one basket. I mean, even just from a business perspective, that's not a smart thing to do because what if that one studio closes like many studios did during the pandemic yeah. well it's like well now and you're that's out the of thing luck. i lost a lot of well actually that's all of the right. studios that i used to work for the non-moto studios except for i think one other one um all unfortunately didn't survive the pandemic right um but to, and just to touch on as well like even if the thing is the the yoga community it may seem like there's lots of studios and and lots of people like lots of teachers out there but it, at the same time it's a very small um community because maybe you went to a studio and they said well no we don't we're not looking for teachers right now but that studio owner knows another studio owner who's looking for somebody and they say oh well you know what i did have somebody named jen stanley and she did happen to stop in so maybe give her a call. Like there's so much of like I all of my studios after kind of the first one that I started teaching at, it was only because somebody knew my name from something somewhere else. Like it was all mm -hmm. very crisscrossy and 
it wasn't me knocking on doors at that point. It was like, oh, I heard that you teach yin, restorative, totally. whatever, um, that my name just got passed around. So if you can get your your sort of name or get yourself into one studio, it, there really is opportunity if you want it to, to snowball from there. And I was on social media and I was tagging studios when I taught in them so people would see my name because of course studios follow other studios on Instagram like we're all we're all keeping up with each other so it's um yeah like you start with one small thing like you get that first yes and really it it can snowball and and grow as much as really you want it to like to the point where I was having to turn down work because I was still working in my day job yeah Um, that's right and there's only so many evening and weekend hours in in the day so um Yeah. So it, it was a fantastic way to be. Um, yeah, at the time. So and then, of course, you know, after the pandemic, you know, there's another transition from there. And now my my work looks different than what it did before the pandemic. But it's still great. Just different. And yeah. uh, you have, to, you have sure. to be open to evolving. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So much good business advice in there. I mean, the first thing is that like your network. I know some people don't like the word network work because it can sound kind of salesy or whatever. It's like, just replace the word network with community because that's what it is. It's just the people that you know, and then the people that you know, know other people. So if you do good work and you put out a good product and you teach a solid yoga class, you don't know who's in that room. You don't know who's talking about you. You don't know who's following who, you know? So that's why I'm always such a big proponent of always being super professional, which I know you are. And I think that's also the benefit of having a more corporate career first is that you are taught some of these more, you know, traditional workplace values that I think can get lost in some other industries, sometimes even the yoga industry, right? Like we tend to be super lax and super open and that's beautiful. And also I think it's, there's a lot of value to showing up and being really professional and just like, doing what you came there to do, what you're paid to do and doing a really good job of it. And then naturally, if you're offering a great service, that people are going to talk about you. And um, yeah, the yoga world is small, especially in Canada. It's small. And a lot of people know a lot of other people. Um, and I mean, like, that's how we are having this conversation, right? Like we met through the yeah. yoga community and and here we are today. So I think that's just great. And Yeah. That one. Yes. It's like all you need is you just need the one person to believe in you. I mean, first you need to believe in yourself, right? Like you believed Um, in yourself. (laughs) You got to think you can do it or you're dead in the water. So absolutely. uh, absolutely. Encourage yourself and go from there. Yeah. And then, and then you find that person who says yes. And then boom, kind of, there you go. That begins the cascade of events. Yeah. Um, Okay. I love this so much. I think this is so amazing. And I want to know like, so take me back, you're, you know, working your nine to five in the healthcare, you're teaching yoga evenings and weekends. When did you know that like, okay, maybe it's time for me to go? So, yeah. So March of, let me see, March of 2020, of course, our, our world's all changed and we all got sent home. And um, so at the time, I think I had been working for a few months at Moto Hamilton um, and so we weren't sure how long everything was going to close, but when it looked like things were going to be closed for a while, so we reverted or flipped to doing Zoom classes, doing online and building a, a library like that. So I was teaching from home 
um, doing classes, um, you know, a couple of times a week. Some people were doing it. Some of our teachers were, some people weren't, and that's fine. Um, So I was doing a couple of classes a week there. And then I was still working um, because, you know, children's hospitals don't close. Uh, I was still working uh, from home doing my, my McMaster job in pediatric genetics um, and then going in sort of like one day a week, just for those things that you have to touch in the office and, and that. So that was fine. We were going along and, and I was in that mode with, with McMaster of just the one day a week. And then 20, I guess maybe in around March of 2021, um, I think we had sort of the studio was open and we had different rules on how we could be open, but I was teaching quite a lot because our studios had lost folks, um, had lost teachers during that time, whether they, you know, moved or changed careers because, you know, we weren't making money or a lot of money at the time teaching yoga classes virtually. Um, so a lot of folks kind of moved on as, as they do. Um, Mm -hmm. so I found I was teaching, um, quite a bit, uh, a lot when the studio reopened, um, cause we were quite short of teachers and I was just, I was enjoying it and, um, working from home gave me the flexibility so I could do some daytime classes and then just come home and do the McMaster job in the evenings or, you know, whenever. Um, and so I started kind of thinking in March, well, you know, what if I, you know, what if I did this full time? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, really, it didn't become a, a super serious thought until um, McMaster wanted to start transitioning us back into the office um, to be working more days a week. Um, and I just I kind of thought, like, I, I don't think I can do that. Like, I don't think I can go back into an office like that. Like, the one day a week is fine. I go in, I chat, I'm going to see people. It's have, fun. Have <laughs> you go home. And, and do my thing and go home. Um yeah. But, you know, three or five days a week um, as they were going to start building us back up. And I thought, like, can I really do this? And the more I yeah. thought about it, I was like, I don't think I can. Yeah. Um, and I was enjoying teaching. And um, so, yeah, um, husband and I started having a conversation and there were many spreadsheets created of, you know, numbers and incomes and, <laughs> and options and things. And what would this maybe look like? Um so, yeah, and, and I, I should preface all of this, too, by saying that, um, like, we are, we were in a fortunate financial position in that um, my husband and I still had our jobs during the pandemic. A lot of people had a lot of different, you know, different looking lives during that time, had to change jobs, had to, you know, whatever their situation was, had to accommodate this new life. Um, so my my transitioning from from like a, a, a job job to my yoga job. Um, we have a very solid foundation that I was able to launch from. Um, yeah. We were stable with income. Um, you know, we were in a very fortunate position. So it wasn't just kind of like, oh, well, let's Willy see what nilly. happens. Like there was thought yeah. put into it. Um, and certainly if our lives look different, I mean, maybe maybe I wouldn't be in this position now. Maybe I'd still be there. Yeah. Um, but then... Yeah, so coming into fall of 2021, um, my the studio owners said, you know, like you can have as many classes as you want here, like at this moto. I was teaching virtually a couple of classes a week for McMaster, um, which would, you know, it was either going to be in in class or 
virtually that I was doing it. So that was going to look the same. And so um, I sort of went through and did the calculations and said, okay, well, I need this many classes a week from Modo if this is going to work to replace my income. Um, and, and uh, you know, they said, okay, that you can have that. And I said, okay. Um, and yeah, so I, I gave my notice in September, I think. And then my end date kind of wasn't my end date because the person, the other person that was in my office, she was going on vacation. So they said, well, can you extend for a couple of weeks? And I, okay. Yeah. So, so I ended up leaving um, just after Thanksgiving in 2021. Hey, um, almost two years, over two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And then oddly enough, this same uh, woman that I shared the office with, she actually then in, in January had to go in and have, um, um, a medical procedure which required her to take a month off and I guess there was nobody else they hadn't hired my job that I had left so I, I get a call and they said would you like to come back for four weeks like, oh, so here I, we go. <laughs> okay so, so back I went but um, yeah. with the stipulation I would only work from home um, like I wasn't going to come into the office at all over the four weeks but I could do all of the online stuff obviously um, so that was actually so I had been sort of out of it for about two months of my job and then went back for this four weeks. And that actually ended up being a really good situation because of course, when you leave the comfort of a stable job or any situation, you kind of think, geez, did I make the right decision here? Oh yeah. Um, and so I ended up with another four weeks where I came out of the end of it and went, yes, I made the right decision Yeah. Um, to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, and I, I don't know if it's just because I had a different a view from a different angle now or whatever, but I just, yeah, I, I was like, nope, there's no way I could go back and do this as a regular job. And it had nothing to do with like, I, I liked my job, like the work I did was fine. I liked the people I worked with. I just, I cannot go back to a regular office situation. Now I like the flexibility that I have with my with my teaching, I give my availability. I say, here's when I can work. Here's when I can't work. And, you know, I, I, I can schedule myself as I want. And it's fantastic. I love that. And again, I think so many like lessons that we can pick out of that. The first one being is like, yeah, don't leap without a net, right? Like our finances yeah. are a really important piece of our mental, physical well-being, right? Like we all have bills that we need to pay. And so mm -hmm. you need to have a plan and you need to be intelligent and strategic about it. Like you said, there was lots of conversations and spreadsheets and savings and, you know, backup plans, I'm sure. And I always recommend anyone I work with to really think about that. And mm -hmm. that was my experience too. Like before I transitioned out of my full-time job, I was like, I need to have X amount in my savings account. Like I just do, you know, and yeah. I can't make this transition until I have that. Um, and those are the stepping stones that you take along the way to get yourself where you want to be. And then, you know, additionally to that, I hear you saying like so, so many like high self-worth and like healthy boundary things. Like before you left, you approached the owners of the yoga studio being like, this is how many classes I need, like asking for what you need and what you want and confirming that yeah. it's actually available for you. And then also having that experience of going back to your full-time job and ha having that validation that, no, you did actually make the right decision. Because um, I, I think 
I agree. I think everybody who leaves any time of type of work that was like, okay, you know, like if it was like a good situation, not a bad situation, not a great situation. Um, I think it's normal for people to have maybe some, some feelings of like, oh, did I actually do the right thing here? Right. Um, that's, that's a, that's a part of the process big time. And, you know, I think we talked about this before we hit record, but I think a lot of what I tend to hear from certain people who have, you know, government jobs or, um, you know, jobs through universities, like unionized kind of positions. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I hear like, oh, I wish that I could do what you do, but I have a pension or but I have these really good benefits, right? Like it comes with that but. And like, I'm just curious, like, do you have any words of advice for that person who feels stuck because of the time that you've put in? Like you put in a lot of years to this prior career. So what would you kind of say to the person who's meeting you with that, um, that question or that statement? Um, so, yeah, so that is all again, it's, it's very subjective when you're making these plans to each individual person. So as I said, I'm, I'm fortunate, um, that my husband has a good job that he yeah. worked through the whole pandemic. So we, the two of us, between the two of us had no break, um, you know, as far as, as being employed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we um, are child-free. So there's, that's not part of our needing to plan. Um, you know, again, everyone's going to have to look at their own situation. Like if, if you're a, a single parent with three kids is, is this the best idea for you? Well, maybe, maybe not. That's what, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you, you pull out the Excel spreadsheet and start doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't come to the decision lightly. Um, my husband was very much part of the conversation. Like I didn't just walk in one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Like it, it that's not <laughs> how it works. Like we're very much a partnership. Everything we do is very planned and very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he he has sort of known all the way along before I did, like when I I'd sort of come and said, you know, hey, maybe I could do this full time. He was kind of like, well, I kind of was wondering when this was going to come. Not like it wasn't a surprise that I asked the question. It was just like, oh, it, it took this long. For sure. Um, so, yeah. You have to do the the planning that goes with everything. My husband has um, a pension and benefits with his job that so that the benefits fully include me. So yeah. I have that backup. Yeah. Um, I had yes, I had a pension with Mac, um, but I I talked to my financial planner and said, what do we do about this? You know, so like I spoke to her before. You know, like there was a lot of involvement and planning before any of this, before I, you know, wrote the, you know, dear, dear boss, I quit. letter. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like, and, and so we, when I left McMaster, um, I was fully vested in my pension money. So my, my financial planner took it out of McMaster because it was going to be more beneficial for me to have it invested like privately, like in, in an outside company than to leave it in McMaster, it wasn't going to grow. If I don't contribute to that pension plan in McMaster, it doesn't grow. So whatever my lump sum is now in in 10, 20 years, when I take it, it's still going to be that same amount of money. So we took it out and put it into something that was going to continue to grow for me. Even though I'm not contributing to a pension plan, I've got money that's going to grow for me. 
Yeah. Um, so again, research, research, talk to people, talk to the people that know yeah. <laughs> the, the, the things that you don't know. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, whatever you want to do, you want to open up a, a bakery or a, a whatever, a, anything store, you've got to do the research. You know, it's not just, it's not just throwing up at the doors and saying, hi, I'm, I'm in business now. Um, you've got to do the step-by-step planning and it can take a while. Like for me, it, it took months from my initial thought to actually doing it um, and feeling safe and stable in, in the situation that I'm in, in my, my home life, my family life, all of these things. If any one of them wasn't in place, this could be a very different conversation right now. So for sure. I, um, again, I think that's, that's so helpful for people to hear because it's like, wow, having a job that feels out of alignment or a job that you don't like can be a very emotional experience. It's upsetting to feel like you're spending your precious time. You know, I'm not saying this was your situation, but I know for others, you know, spending your precious time working for people who they feel like don't care about them or they don't care about the work that they're doing. Like, while I know that can be an emotional situation, you don't want to be making big decisions about your life, future, and money from an emotional place. Like you said, you want to make it from a really strategic, really thought out, well-planned place. Um, and of course, you did that. And so it's no surprise that you're experiencing success as a yoga teacher relatively quickly. I think we do see a lot of people who do the yoga teacher trainings. They're like, I'm going to quit my job. And and jump right into teaching. And it's like, whoa, you got to walk before you run. You know, you got to yeah. prove to yourself that you you can actually do this and you're capable of doing this. And you prove to yourself by by building your skill set, first and foremost, as a teacher, which you did before you left your job, right? Like mm-hmm. Jen didn't yes. quit her job and then do yoga teacher training and then become a yoga teacher full time. She, yeah. as she's told her story, right? She did the teacher training while she was employed and and made these decisions over a long period of time. And so it always makes me nervous when those kinds of people come through the training. I'm like, okay, well, don't come back at me <laughs> and say that I told you so, because I'm going to stand here and tell you not to, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and even conversely, interestingly enough, um, even some folks that I've met in trainings along the way, like their initial plan is, yeah, I'm going to be a, a yoga teacher. And then they kind of go through the training and then they decide, well, maybe that's not for me. Or, or they only plan to do it for educational purposes for their own, you know, personal um, um, work the on growth. themselves. Yeah. And then, then they decide, oh, you know, maybe I do want to be a yoga teacher. Um, when I initially decided to take the training, um, when I was doing it, my thought was, okay, I've got a full-time job. And then here's something I can do like a couple hours a week. I'll, I'll teach a class here and there. Um and then, you know, again, it evolved from what I thought was going to happen to what is actually happening. And then, you know, there's all these different things like you, you think, OK, well, now I'm just going to I'm going to work my, my day job and I'm going to teach two classes a week. And that's going to be my life till I retire. And, you know, here we are three, four years later for my first five years later for my first teacher training. And my life looks nothing like that. Very sure. Um, you that's know, cool. here, here we are. And you just you have to if, if you're presented with an opportunity you just you have to kind of okay go through the process and decide okay is this right for me or is this not right for me and it it might not be 
and who knows what's going to happen. Like if we have a conversation again in two years or five years, maybe I'm, I'm back working somewhere because something changed, something changed. And, and, you know, I I evolve again. Um, I think you have to be open to that, open to what comes at you and, and kind of work through what's the best decision to do with this information and and which way am I going to go with this? And that's kind of what I've done. And I just try to be open and, take things as they come. And and if you'd asked me five or 10 years ago, where do you see yourself in 2023? <laughs> this would probably have been the last place I would have thrown out as what would be going on with, with my life. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I think, yeah, it just goes to show that like life has plans for us, like better than we can imagine, you know, like you are going to meet people and do things that you can't even comprehend of. And that's going to help you evolve and you on your journey. And yeah, just circling back to what you said about like people doing the yoga teacher training and like not even being sure yet if they actually like teaching. That's one of my biggest regrets about going back to school uh, to be a paralegal. So I did my university, like my undergrad. Then I did my teacher training, started teaching full time. Keep in mind, I'm 21. I have no business skills. I am like struggling to pay my bills. So I moved back in with my parents, kind of choked because I'm like, I like this teaching yoga thing, but like, it's not working. Like something's not working for me here. And then, you know, I had some student debt that I needed to pay off as well. So it made sense for me to move back in with my parents. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I really started to feel some pressure. Like, okay, like I got to figure this thing out, you know, pressure from, whether they were aware of it or not, my parents, family, friends, so on. And so a few of my friends had gone back to school and done a paralegal program. And my minor in university was in law. I was always interested in law. And I was like, this this sounds like a little lower stakes than like full-on law school. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) maybe if I like this, that could be an option down the road. And thank God I did it that way. But what I want to say is that before I, I enrolled in paralegal school, I did talk to some people who were already paralegals. But what I wish I actually did was go to a law office and shadow somebody for minimum a week. I think if I did that, I would have been like, absolutely not for me, (laughs) you know, but I didn't. I went to school and I love school. So I had so much fun. I was getting great grades. I was really excelling, got a job. And then I was like, what? This isn't like suits. I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know I was like everyone here seems pretty unhappy <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> anyways it's so funny oh. because w- where I teach yoga now is in the same building as the law firm that I worked in oh and so, you're kidding swear to god and last week I'm like you know it's 4 p.m I'm going to teach like the five o'clock class I'm like in my sweatpants you know like no makeup, like just living my best yoga teacher life. And sure enough, you know, I, I, I've run into people from the law firm and I'm just like, yeah. hey guys, I'm back, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. And um, and it's not to say that like my path is any better or theirs is any worse. It's just that like that environment wasn't the environment for me. And I'm much more well-suited to an environment where I have more control and liberty over how I spend my time, when I teach, how much I teach for, when I do it, when I don't do it, when I'm taking vacation. Like yeah, um, one of the best things for me after I had an amazing full-time job too, that was in the yoga industry and I loved it. But one of the best things for me in the last few months 
was feeling like, oh, I don't have to ask anybody to go on vacation. Like it, and yeah. it's, it's just the premise of it for me. Like I'm kind of one of those people, right? Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to ask you, even though everyone, no one at my old job ever told me I couldn't take time off. They were always like, sure. yes, by all means. It's just, I like to feel in control of my life. I like to feel in control of my time. And um, that comes with a certain set of obligations, right? Like mm-hmm. if I take a week off and I don't have any clients or I'm not teaching, then I'm not making money, you know? Yes. So I don't want to pretend like it's all rainbows and butterflies. Like you need to have good time management. You need to have good money management. Otherwise being entrepreneurial will be challenging, right? Yeah. Um, but luckily I built those skill sets over the last few years, as I'm sure, as I'm sure you have as well. And I'm just curious, like, I, I think you've already given so much valuable advice to anyone who is a yoga teacher and they're thinking about um, changing careers or moving into teaching more full time. And I'm just wondering, like, do you have any other advice? Is there something that you wish you knew uh, before you made this transition that you know now, like anything that you could or anything that you feel would be helpful for someone who's where you were two, three years ago? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's hard to say because so much of, of what I've done is just been like, just being open to what's coming at me. Um, I just, I'm, I'm glad that I think I'm the type of person that I am. Like I've always been a planner and I've always been organized. And so I think that if, if I didn't have those skills, again, all these, everything is led to the next thing. So I think if, if I wasn't so organized and and on top of things, and I think you just have to be that way. Um, So that's, you know, not necessarily something I didn't know, but I just, if you don't have those organizational and planning skills, and if you're not willing to do the research and put in the time, um, I think it's going to be a lot more challenging to be successful, like whether it's yoga teaching or anything else you want to do, like, you're not just going to say, I'm going to open a hair salon and start cutting hair, but you've never taken a, a lesson in your life. You know, you've been to to beauty school or anything else. So you're going to have a problem. So you, you just, you really have to put in the time and the effort. Um, and you really, you have to just believe in yourself that you can do it. Like if, if you start, you know, if you let the self doubt, uh, you know, get at you too much, then, then you, you know, it's probably going to be a setback as well. Like you, you just have to believe that what you're doing is the right choice. And I think too, like having, you know, the situation, my family, everything's stable, my husband being very supportive of everything that I did. Um, and I, I realized too, you know, at the end of the day, if this didn't work out, if this teaching full-time didn't work out, like I, I can make money. I can go somewhere and make money. I can go and get another admin job or a, a you know hospital job or a clerking, you know, hospital clerk job, uh, you know, and make money it might not be as, as enjoyable <laughs> as a, a sure. way to make money. Um, but you know, there's, there's jobs out there. So I think I just knew that no matter what, like I wasn't going to lose my house or my car or anything, I can go and do something else. Um, so I just, I just had to believe in myself that way. And that's kind of the biggest thing. I love that. Believe and I agree. And like plan it out. <laughs> yeah. You have to believe in yourself and you have to plan it out. And 
what I'm hearing you say, which I also really agree with is like, you want to build from a stable foundation and you had a stable foundation. And even me in my life, we don't own a home, but we have, I have stability. I have, you know, healthy relationships. I have a healthy financial situation. I have, you know, stable mental health without any one of those things. I think it's still possible. It will just be more challenging. And both Matt and I, my partner, uh, have made career changes in our later 20s, like early 30s. And so during the pandemic, Matt went back to school. He was in school from 2020 um, to the beginning of this year, 2023. And yeah, so he just got a full-time job as a respiratory therapist, uh, which is amazing and a great fit for him. And then, you know, I made my job transition once he was settled. And same thing, like, I'm on his benefits plan. He has a pension. Like it it I I think you can do it if you are an independent unit. I don't want to, you know, make anyone who's single feel like it's not possible, but I think no, we can't pretend not. like it's not helpful to have someone to lean on and that person that you could lean on maybe could be your family or a close friend or whatever it may be, but um yeah. those are all those are all important aspects to consider when you're taking a big leap of faith, because anytime you make a big change in your life, like you are going to be challenged and it's normal to have moments of doubt, as we mentioned, and low self-worth. And you really want to make sure that you have um, some evidence that that like you can do it. You've done it before. You'll do it again. And like you said, like you have different skills. You have the skill of teaching, which you can take anywhere, even if a studio closes, right? You could theoretically start your own. You could start an online thing. You could go into people's homes, right? Or like for whatever reason, which I don't think it will, but let's say the whole yoga industry blew up and there is no more yoga studios anywhere. Then you have another skill, right? That That's like in your back pocket that you can turn to. And I think Uh, that's a really valuable thing to invest your time and money in is really just buying or buying and building new skills so that you have that and can take that with you. And I have to say, you know, I've moved around a lot in my, in my twenties in the last 10 years, and I've had no problem finding teaching opportunities in every city that I've lived in because it's a transferable skill. There's a yoga studio in every single city. In some cities, there's five, two doors down from each other. You know what I mean? Like they're (laughs) everywhere. So um, I think that's something. And the fortunate thing is too, like when we say with, when there are multiple studios, um, most of them are open to like, oh, you work at, at XYZ studio. Oh, okay. Well, you can also work here or you can do, you know, like, I mean, and usually there's, there's sort of agreements of like, okay, I'm not going to promote my class from ABC studio into XYZ studio. But yeah. they don't mind, like, you know, that, that people will maybe see me at two or three different studios because that just, you know, it just makes you valuable as a teacher. It makes people want to come to your class and they'll seek you out at both studios or the studio that's closest to their house or whatever. Like it's all very, very cyclical um, yeah. the way that, that studios can kind of benefit each other. Um, you know, if you're, if you're willing to go and kind of get your, your name in there and put your foot in the door and, and you know, build a build a practice, build a following, build your classes. And um, yeah, there's tons of great opportunities for teachers. That's fantastic. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And before we kind of wrap this conversation, why don't you share a little bit with the listener about where they can find you, uh, where you're teaching? And then I'm curious if you have any like 
plans or goals for the future with your teaching and what that might look like? Yeah. So you can find me uh, very regularly at Moto Yoga Hamilton. Um, They have a studio in Dundas and in Stony Creek. So you will find me there. I also teach at McMaster University. I teach um, for the students a weekly class on Tuesdays. I also do special events. So if uh, a department's looking for, say, a health and wellness event and they want to do yoga, I teach things like that. Um, and I'm starting to now, as as places are recovering, I'm trying to branch out a little bit with workshops. So um, I'm doing a restorative workshop on December 2nd with Ohm Wellness in Dundas. Um, and this will be, I sort of did a bit of work with them, um, geez, before the pandemic. And uh, now I'm kind of trying to to get some workshops out there for folks, because I just think that things like restorative yoga, the Nidra type class that you're going to be doing, like those things, they're gentle, they're calm, they're quiet, and they're so beneficial to us mentally and physically. Um, So I'm trying to sort of get some workshops out to different, um, different studios, different clinics, um, so that they can, you know, share with their, with their patients and clients. Um, We all could use a little more peace and calm in our lives, I think. So absolutely. Um, yeah, and you and can especially find me on Instagram at Jen Stanley Yoga if you're not sure where else to find me. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll put it in the show notes. Jen's name has two N's and then Stanley is spelled the way that it you think does. it is. Yeah. And so Jen Stanley Yoga. I love it. And yeah, this time of year, I think it's so important just to like really take care of yourself, not only because our immune systems are weakened as the seasons are changing, but also there's so much going on, not only in the world right now, but, um, you know, just, just with the holidays and just the stress yes. that can come along with that. So huge, definitely huge crazy busyness coming. <laughs> yeah. And definitely lean into the gentle practice. I think sometimes, you know, when we're feeling run down, like, I don't know, people like want, feel like they need to do more, go harder. It's like, no, you need the opposite. Take the restorative, take the nidra, take the yin, really lean into the softness and embrace the energy of this season. But I just want to say thank you so much, Jen, for being here and for sharing so much and so generously with the with the podcast. I'm so excited that you're doing this. Like everything that I have read and listened, um, you know, that you've been putting out has just it's it's I've taken something from everything, even if it's just one sentence. It's just it's everything has helped me. So I'm I'm grateful that you're putting your energy out because uh it helps my energy. So thank you so much for sharing with the world. Thank you. That means so much to me. And, you know, as yoga teachers, we give so much to others. And I just, it's a big part of my mission to make sure that people who are in service are also taking good care of themselves, right? Because you give so much and it's so important to take care of yourself as well. And it's just been such a gift to have this conversation. I'm so grateful and people know where to find you and I'm sure there will be more coming soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sophie. Happy you're holidays, so I guess, because we're at the end of November. So yeah, yeah. By the time <laughs> this whatever is up, you're we'll going to be... celebrate. <laughs> exactly. By the time this is up, we'll be like probably prime holiday season. So happy holidays. Right. everybody! <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Sophie.